On today's show, I've got the latest rumors and news about the Dallas Mavericks at the trade deadline, and I have a list of out-of-nowhere candidates, players that could get traded on deadline day, and we go, wait, what? How did the Mavericks get this player? And I'll explain my rationale for all of them on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks! don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Maps your first listen today. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day. Leave a five-star review on any podcast platform you listen to. Like the video and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Make your prediction. Put up or shut up. Make your prediction. Who gets traded to the Mavericks on trade deadline day? That is Thursday. I'm recording this at about 6, 6.40 on a Wednesday. Wanted to get this one in early. If there are more rumors, I'll record something else. You know, you know, you know how we work here. Five days a week, Dallas Mavericks coverage all throughout the year. It's insane. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use that code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's talk trades. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I was just telling everybody, we had a staff meeting today, and I go, trade deadline day is a holiday for me. And I'm sure for you it is too, where you just you circle it on the calendar, you think about it. We've been talking about it for what feels like months, <laughs> feels like. And all of a sudden, it comes It comes to fruition. It happens, and you're like, all right, waking up, looking up, like, refreshing all the trade rumors and all that. Like, I, I'm, I love it. I've got my tweet deck open on the right. I, I'm waiting for anything to happen, and anything can happen because it's trade deadline day. Nothing in the NBA happens without a deadline. That's what an NBA GM told us when I did the sports business classroom in Vegas, I did a like a it was like a conference class, and they had a bunch of NBA GMs come and talk to us, and they were like, "Nothing gets done on trade, nothing gets done without a deadline," and that's why the trade deadline is such an amazing day because anything can happen. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. So let's talk about the latest rumors. There's not a ton that has happened. A couple of Pistons trade, a couple of small trades here and there. Xavier Tillman gets traded to the Celtics, and that one is a little bit interesting for the Mavs because I thought he could be a candidate. He was on my list of players that would come out of nowhere and be like, Xavier Tillman to the Mavericks. Wait, no one really talked about Xavier Tillman to the Mavericks. And then all of a sudden you get, um, you know, then the Mavericks would get like a backup center. Didn't happen, but he did go to the Celtics for two second round picks. The Mavs do have two second round picks. So it seems like that could be the baseline. Xavier Tillman was a, a solid player playing 20 minutes a game for a Grizzlies team. Now they were really hurt and injured, but you know, like a solid backup that had been playing for them. And so for the Andre Drummond market, I think two second round picks hits it. Sounds like the Bulls are asking for more than that. And so I think that that's, I think that that's interesting. The Mavericks could be right there in it. If the Bulls decide to like accept the, accept an offer, the Mavs could get in on Andre Drummond. But it sounds like the Bulls are asking for a little bit more. The other thing, Simone Fontecchio, he was traded to the Detroit Pistons. He was on my list too. He got traded for one second round pick. He's like a 6'8 wing that can shoot the ball well, defend okay. And he was doing, you know, some good stuff for the Jazz. He gets traded for one second round pick, but it's the Pistons second round pick this season. So it's like the 32nd pick in the draft is a high second round pick. And so that one is that one is interesting. The Mavs maybe could have matched it with two, but like he doesn't he doesn't solve enough things for the Mavericks that you'd want to trade both seconds for him. And so that didn't really move the needle for me either. 
So that's that's kind of the latest. It seems like everyone's posturing. There's all kinds of posturing and smoke screens going on right now. The Mavs are looking in on two names specifically, Kyle Kuzma and PJ Washington. They want to upgrade at that type of a spot. And they're waiting for these teams to the the Wizards and the Hornets of the world are waiting for the, the Mavericks and the Suns and the other teams of the world to cave to give them more than they should get for these players. To, you know, there's not a lot of sellers out there. There's not a lot of teams that are, you know, wanting to uh, to get rid of talent, that everybody wants to take on more talent. And this is because of the play-in to me. We Isaac and I would argue about the play-in for forever, but because of the play-in, we have teams like, you know, the Hawks are not just like selling off everything to try and retool, even though they're 22 and 28. You know, you have the, uh, like the Warriors, 22 and 25. And usually you'd be like, all right, well, but they have a chance. The Jazz, 26 and 26 now, and they're at 10th place. And they all of a sudden could be in a spot. The Bulls have convinced themselves that they can win and they're not necessarily going to sell off everything and start over either because they have a chance. They've got that play and they can play for something. And so that's kind of where we are. All these teams, like especially the the Wizards and the Hornets and the Portland Trailblazers of the world, they can wait. They, all these guys that we're talking about are signed for multiple years. And so a Pascal Siakam was not. And so he, uh, an OG Ananobi was not. They had to trade those guys and they've already been traded. Let's get into the list though. I wanted to make a list of the players that could get traded out of nowhere where we go, oh my God, like Christian Wood to the Mavericks. You remember that? <laughs> remember that one? We were like, oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know what he really fit, what he really fixes, but all of a sudden it happened. Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie. That's so weird. Okay. All right. Let's talk through that. <laughs> let's talk through that one, right? Like these trades come out of nowhere. The Mavs do move in silence a lot. They're used a lot. I feel like in these, uh, in these, the, in the public space of, rumors and this play, this team is attached to this player and all that, you know, Mavs were attached to John Collins for a while. All of a sudden he gets traded to the jazz. You know, it's like the Mavs seem to be connected to all these different, to all these different players, but then they trade for the ones that they're not connected to. So I tried to come up with a list of a bunch of names. Let's start with some guards. This one might get me in trouble here. DeJounte Murray. I was listening to the Woj pod today. And Woj and Bobby Marks were talking about the DeJounte Murray trade thing. And DeJounte Murray is out in the game that he's <laughs> the Hawks are playing on Wednesday night, by the way. And they were talking on the podcast about, you know, what Atlanta could get for DeJounte Murray. And it didn't seem like there was a robust market for them. The Lakers have been in on DeJounte Murray. And the Lakers don't have a lot to offer either. It sounds like, from Woj at least, that the Hawks were only going to get one first-round pick for DeJounte Murray. He's only making $18 million this year. It bumps up then to 25 through $31 million for the next four years. But he's only making 18. And so the Mavs could put together something. A first, Hardy, Tim Hardaway, Omax, like I guess, if you if you want to throw that in there. And all of a sudden you get DeJounte Murray with Luka and Kyrie. Does it make a lot of basketball sense? I don't think so. He kind of needs the ball in his hands. But... You know, according to, to Mark Stein and others, one source close to the process optimistically in, insisted Tuesday night that the DeJounte Murray deal would send, uh, that, that a, a deal sending DeJounte Murray out of Atlanta has not been extinguished. So they could still trade him. It's still possible. And would it just be one of those wild things where you go, oh my God, the Mavs just got DeJounte Murray? How did that even happen? What, do they want him? He's like a 6'4 guard that, you know, has played next to Trey Young and it's been mixed results and, he kind of needs the ball in his hands and he kind of hasn't with Trey Young as much. And he's supposed to be a good defender because he made all defensive team in like 2018, which is now like a long time ago. But he hasn't really been that good of a defender. And so 
you're trying to figure out who he is. Still a really good basketball player. And he would help the Mavericks. Obviously, he would be maybe one of the best third scorers in the league, like him, Bradley Beal, and there's probably, you know, Porzingis. Like, there's a couple others up there. I don't know. It's a wild one where I was like, okay, what if the Mavs just ponied up that first-round pick and the Hawks were like, we just need to move on. We just need to try again. And and we're, they, they traded more first-round picks for DeJounte Murray, but it feels like his value is lower than what it was when he was on the Spurs. Another name as a guard and this one's not as crazy, is Marcus Smart. He's wasting away on that Grizzlies team right now. The Grizzlies already seem to be selling off some pieces. Tillman gets traded. Steven Adams gets traded. Why wouldn't they just wait for Steven Adams to get healthy next year? Hmm? Grizzlies, it seems like, are loading up on some assets. They've got a young team. They've got a really young core. John Morant, 24 years old. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Isn't he like 24 years old? Desmond Bain from right in the backyard. Like these guys are all, these guys are all super young. Yeah, Desmond Bain, 25. Jaron Jackson, 24. John Morant, 24. Marcus Smart is 29. He's not really on the same timeline. They got him this summer. They traded that first. And so maybe they look at it and go, let's recoup some assets and let's regroup and let's change up what we want to do. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like up front, like why would they do that? They just got him, you know, he's only played 20 games for them. He's missed a ton of games with, with injuries here and there. So it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's out with like a finger injury right now. He's missing like, he's missing six weeks. That was, that was as of what, January 9th. So he's getting close to the end of that. About two weeks, he'll be back. And so like, you can kind of talk yourself into, you can kind of talk yourself into it. If you're the Mavericks, he would obviously be that defender that they desperately need. A Kyrie Marcus Smart backcourt with Luka. It's like, okay, I can, I can see that. They still need a guy to defend guards. They've tried, you know, Derek Jones Jr. They've tried Josh Green. They've had di- they've had varying successes with those two. But 18 million is not like the Mavs can put that together. And he's signed for 18 million this year, 20 million the year after that, 21 million the year after that. That's a pretty good contract. And if they're like, hey, let's just recoup some assets for him. It didn't work this year. We tried it and let's move on. He could be a name. I've got two more guards and then I got a bunch of wings because obviously the Mavericks are looking at wings. I just wanted to name the two uh, guards because they were bigger names first. But coming up, let's get into some of those wings. Could they change the game for the Mavericks? Talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan has you covered. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? You like to hit the road and all of a sudden there's somebody to your left. Oh man, this is this is Dallas traffic to a T. You're, you're, there's someone to your left and they're going slower than you and they want to get over to the right. And you're just like, Instead of slowing down just a little bit, like instead of just slowing down a little bit, you have to like speed up and you got to push it. Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capability to take your adventure to the next level. And it's perfect for cities and great escapes. Classic exclusive Google built in. So you're always updating assistant on the call for almost anything. So you've got the tech, you've got it. It's made ready to go. A 12.3 inch HD touchscreen. I've just bought a new car and it was very important for me to have a big screen in there so that I could see maps and I can see all kinds of different stuff. You got to love that. The Nissan Pathfinder has you covered for room for eight people, expansive cargo capacity, all that stuff. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Again, shop NissanUSA.com. Shut it down! Let's go! 
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad. I appreciate each and every one of you that listens to the show every day. Listen to this show. We should have a, a show right after the trade deadline, whether the Mavs make a move or not. And then Slightly and I will be on for the post-game show. The Mavs play the Knicks. They play a game. They play a game. It will be after the trade deadline, so there will be no Harrison Barnes getting traded in the middle of the deadline things happening this year. But they do play, so we'll have you covered for the deadline and for the game as well. All right, I'm going through the list of surprise players to get traded out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they get traded, and we go, how did the Mavs get Marcus Smart? How did they get DeJounte Murray? Jeremy Grant is my first wing. Now, I know I can hear, I, I hear you. I hear you. But Jake Fisher reported that, that you know, that, that they're not going to trade, that they don't, they're not willing to trade him. Yeah, okay, sure, Jan, sure. This is not in regards to Jake Fisher. It's towards the, the Blazers. Okay, why? What's the point of them keeping Jeremy Grant? Wouldn't they want to get off his money? Wouldn't they want to get off his deal and all that? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense unless they're just holding back for a better offer. Could totally happen. And all of a sudden, we've heard what have we heard for weeks. The Blazers want to keep Jeremy Grant, and then he gets traded. How many times have we heard that before? He fits what the Mavericks kind of want in the sense that he's, you know, he's 6'9". He can score. He can get his own shot. Great three-point shooter. He would, he would help the Mavericks shooting a lot. The Mavs could send some of their worst contracts. You know, you change Tim Hardaway into a Jeremy Grant. Does that change? Like, if you take Tim Hardaway and Rashawn Holmes and you change him into a Jeremy Grant, I think that helps your rotation a lot. The problem is he's not a good defender at all. And so you're not taking a step forward there. You're just changing what your offense is a little bit. It's, a, it's less reliant on three or threes or nothing. And it's a little bit more, you have some more optionality there. The Mavs need that. It's not their number one need, but they do need that. And so Jeremy Grant is a name that I think the Mavs could all of a sudden wake up on, we could wake up on deadline day and be like, Jeremy Grant going to the Mavericks. What? Okay. He's not my number one choice. There's, you know, I like the other, t- the guys they're looking at right now, Kuzma and PJ. I like them both better than him. Even just straight up, like not even considering the cost or anything. He's making a ton of money. This is the problem with Jeremy Grant. He's making $27.5 million this year, $29, almost $30 million next year, $32 the year after that, $34 the year after that, and then $36.4 million player option in 2027-28. And like some of us will be hitting another decade <laughs> at that point, so far away, four years from now. That's crazy. And so that's a name though. That's a name that I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching for because there's been so much like we're not trading him. We're not trading him. All right. I don't believe you. DeAndre Hunter is a name for the Atlanta Hawks. He has not been very good. As I've talked to people that have covered the, the Hawks and that are fr- fans of the Hawks that I work with, they're like, yeah, he's just, he hasn't been great. But we've seen him be... Pretty good. We've seen him be pretty good defensively. He's making a ton of money too. He's making 20 million this year, 21 the year after that, 23 the year after that, 24.9 the year after that. Ton of money for a guy that's not giving you a ton of production and kind of can't stay on the court, which is why I'm out on him. I'm out, like I wouldn't want the Mavericks to trade for him because he can't really stay healthy. He played 67 games a year before, year no, yet last year, 53 the year before that. 23 the year before that, and then 63 in the shortened COVID year, his rookie year, which is actually pretty good. And he, he has missed some, yeah, he's missed a big chunk of games this season too. He's only played, what, 27 out of the, he's played 27 out of the 50. So he's played just a, as much as Kyrie has played this season as well. He can be that bigger wing. He's 6'8". 
He, he's defended Luca really well in the past. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. He shot the three, the three ball really well. 40% from three this season on four attempts a game, almost five attempts a game. That's good. So you'll take the defense, you'll take the three-point shooting, and maybe he's the bigger wing, and maybe it's a change of scenery that helps him. And that's what that would be the case. I, it wouldn't be my choice, but the Bibles could probably get him for pretty cheap. Like all of a sudden you go, all right, let's take Maxi and Rashawn Holmes and a couple seconds, or maybe not even the seconds. Like let's just let him get off the salary. <laughs> let the Hawks get off the salary. Wouldn't that be a trade where you go, how did they get DeAndre Hunter for, it feels like nothing. The Mavs get more wings and then, you know, don't have to deal with Maxi and, and injuries all the time. Then they, they just deal with different injuries. Another name is Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura, to me, if you've ever been to Walmart, you know that they have brands that are name brands and then you have the great value brands. Great value brands is just like, a, it is known as like a little bit worse. They're not, they're probably all the same product, but it's like a little bit worse. Rui Hachimura is great value brand Kyle Kuzma. He does a lot of the same stuff Kuzma does, just a little bit worse. He's making less money, but he's 6'8". He can get his own shot a little bit here and there. He had a good run in the playoffs last year where all of a sudden he was showing some stuff. He, not a good run. Maybe he had some good games. Maybe he'll put it that way. He's shooting the three ball really well the last two years. Last two years, he's like, you know, about 40% from three, shooting about three a game. Like I said, he's a bigger wing. He can he can hold up fine defensively. He's not great defensively, but can hold up fine defensively. He's making just about $15.7 million this year. Maybe like a Grant Williams and Rui Hachimura. Mavs had to throw something else in, Seth Curry. And maybe that's the change. Maybe just a change of scenery. Maybe just like a change that the Mavs need. Or maybe they're part of a three-team deal where the Lakers somehow do get DeJounte Murray and then Rui Hachimura gets rerouted to the Mavericks in some way, and Grant Williams goes to the Hawks or something like that. Or Rashawn Holmes goes to the Hawks, and you you know a couple, the couple seconds go to go to somebody else. It's one I'm looking at, where you go, how did they get Rui Hachimura? Well, the answer is they couldn't get Kuzma, and they couldn't get P- Jeremy Grant. They couldn't get P.J. Washington, so they decided to go with Rui Hachimura instead. Another name in that same vein. These next five names are all the same thing. They couldn't get Kuzma. They couldn't get P.J. Washington. What about these guys? Obi Toppin. The Pacers just got Pascal Siakam. So Obi Toppin was, was playing like 24 minutes a game, and now he's playing 19 minutes a game. So he's dropped off about five minutes a game. Still playing a lot more than I actually had thought he was playing. But Obi Toppin, just a, you know, a 6'9 athletic wing. He's like the, you know, the Derrick Jones Jr. of power forwards, <laughs> basically. He's played a bunch of games this season. He, you know, has shot the three ball actually really well. That was a big thing that they were, that the Pacers fans were looking at and that, you know, Tony East on Lockdown Pacers was talking about, can he hit the three ball? Well, he's shot almost 40% on three threes a game with Tyrese Halliburton. You think that would be the same with Luka? I think so. And so maybe you bring him in, just another athlete, another big body. He would come off the bench. Can't really, like, he's not going to get his own shot. That's not, but he's going to, if the Mavs are going to push the pace a little bit, I imagine him playing with the Kyrie lineups. Anytime Luka goes off the floor, Obi Toppin comes in. And it's and it's Obi, Obi Toppin and Kyrie together. Obi Toppin and Josh Green and Kyrie. You're like, okay, and Derek Jones Jr. Like, okay, here we go. Let's play fast now. Let's let's move up and down the court. And that's how that's what I could see. This move is not going to change your world. <laughs> maybe it just adds some size and athleticism. And maybe the Mavs, that's all the Mavs can do. A couple seconds, and Obi Toppin gets a bigger opportunity, I guess, with the Mavericks. 
an interesting one. Probably not, but again, these are the names that like could come out of nowhere. He's also making $6.8 million. It's kind of hard to trade for. It's a little low for the Mavericks in that, in that range. And he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. So you got to figure out how much you're going to pay him. And that's kind of weird too. The Mavs have done that a couple times from reports from Mark Stein and others. It doesn't sound like they want to do that for somebody else. Like to try and sign somebody right after you get them. And so coming up, let's get into some more wings and let's get into centers as well. I've got a couple of bigs. You know, the Mavericks want some bigs and let's talk about some of them. We'll get into that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Go to prizepicks.com. See what is available for you. All you have to do is pick two to six players and more or less on their projections for whatever stat they've got. And they've got all kinds of new stuff as well. You know that with Prize Picks now, demons and goblins are the newest, most exciting way to play Prize Picks. Squares with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can win up to 100, 100 times your money. 100? 100 times your money. That's a lot. Go to Prize Picks. Again, you just pick the projections. So they've got a couple right now. Uh, like they've got, they got the little demons. They're just like little emojis on there. You can just see. There's a Christian McCaffrey one with the green. Uh, I guess they call these like the green ones are goblins. Yeah. <laughs> 0.5 rushing plus receiving touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey. So if you think McCaffrey scores a touchdown at all, you pick that one. You're like, all right. And then you go to Brock Purdy, 199 and a half passing yards. All right, I got to pick more on that one. That one has a little green goblin next to it. And then McCaffrey rushing, receiving touchdowns. If you think he's going to get over one and a half or more than one and a half. So if you think he's going to get two, you might as well pick the first one and you might as well pick the one and a half. So I'll do all that. I put down 20 bucks on just those three. I can win 76. If I put down $10, I can win 38. If I put down, put down a hundred bucks, $380 on that one. All kinds of fun stuff on Prize Picks. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use that code locked on NBA. It's all lowercase locked on NBA. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. First deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more wings. These are the surprise players to get traded out of nowhere that all of a sudden they end up on the Mavericks and we go, what the heck? How did this, how did this player end up on the Mavericks? Talk about some wings, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre Hunter, John, uh, Rui Hachimura, Obi Toppin. And let's talk about three more. Jay Sean Tate for the, for the Rockets. I was listening to Lockdown Rockets with Jackson Gatlin, our friend, and he mentioned that Jay Sean Tate could be on his way out, that he may not find just the way that everything is kind of pushed together, the way that some of their wings are, are panning out. doesn't look like, it looks like Jay Sean Tate's getting the squeeze from that rotation. And so he could be a guy that the Mavericks decide to go get, you know, kind of like, he's not really a, like a bigger wing. What's he actually listed at? Because I, I remember what he was listed at is not how he looked on T. He's 6'4". He looks a little bit, he plays a little bit bigger, looks a little bit bigger. He plays the four sometimes for them, which is why you're like, that's kind of weird. But he's one of those guys that plays bigger. If the Mavs, if, if you can't get anybody else, this is again, if you can't get Kuzma, you can't get PJ Washington, you got to add some size somewhere. And they're not getting it from their wings right now. Jay Shante doesn't really add that, but maybe he's somebody, again, it's one of those, it didn't make any sense, but the Mavs all of a sudden get Jay Shante. Just calling it. Another name that I did see in some rumors is Otto Porter Jr., He's missed a bunch of games with injury. Like he only played eight games last year. He's only played 15 for Toronto this year. He's not injured as of right now, but six, eight has been to, you know, went to that title with the Warriors two years ago. Mavericks played against him on the way there. And he's always shot the three ball. Well, 40% for his career. He makes a lot of sense with what the Mavericks do. This would feel like the, not, 
This would feel like the JJ Reddick trade from a couple years ago where you get a guy and you're like, is this guy done? I think he might be done. And then he comes, then he comes to the Mavericks and go, oh yeah, he is done. But if he's not done, then that's a pretty nice get. Um, the Warriors are missing a guy like this still, a depth piece that, you know, coming off your bench, you feel pretty good about. All right, we still have some good three-point shooting and some solid defense coming off our bench. Another name on the Grizzlies, I've mentioned a couple Grizzlies names so far, is Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama from Spain. We know him from, you know, we watched him from FIBA. But he's playing a pretty decent role for the, the Grizzlies this season. He's 6'11", so he's got great size. He can play the four because he can shoot the three ball pretty well. Thirty About 36% the last two years. That's pretty good. He'll take that. Uh, he can get his own shot a little bit. He can attack. And he's just one of those where you're like, oh, Spain. The Spain connection with Luca, And you're like, then all of a sudden you go, the Mavs need some size. And they get Santi Aldama and bring him off the bench. And then the Dwight Santi Aldama or Maxi Santi Aldama, those, those lineups make a little bit more sense with a little bit more size there. I'm pulling names out of a hat at this moment. I'm at the end of my wings forward segment. So I'm just pulling names out of a hat right now. They're not, I know they're not exciting to you, but they're names that the Mavs could trade for that would help their depth a little bit. Here's one more that I didn't mention earlier that I forgot. Another like forward, John Collins. The Mavs have been connected with him before. You can't get Kuzma. You can't get PJ Washington. Like you can't get these guys. Maybe John Collins. He's six, nine. He's playing, he's starting a bunch of games now for the Jazz. Jazz are playing really well, but the Jazz are already selling off pieces. They just traded Simone Fontecchio. Sounds like they might trade some other some pieces too. We'll talk about another one of those names here in a little bit. He can rebound a little bit. He can shoot the three a little bit. He's a bigger body. You're paying him a decent amount of money. You're paying him, what, 25 this year, 26 and a half year after that, 26 and a half player option the year after that. That's a lot for not enough production at that spot. But the Mavs would get bigger. It's not a great, it's not a great name, but he's playing. I mean, he's playing well in, in a role for the Jazz, and the Jazz are winning games. You gotta give him credit for something. Yeah, he Basketball Reference, by the way, just added this whole column for awards, and so you can see which place each player placed in award categories for per year. And in year two, John Collins was ninth for most improved. So good for him, ninth. Only eight more players that improved more than John Collins in 2018-19. Those are the wings and forwards. Let me know which one you're most interested in. Let's talk about some centers. This is one the Mavericks have been connected with, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to it. Keith Smith reported like rumored like reported that the Magic have stopped taking calls on Wendell Carter Jr. Sounds like they're playing to me. It sounds like they're playing the I'm gonna hang up the phone right now and wait till you come back with a better offer. Tim Hardaway Jr. for Wendell Carter. They need some shooting. They need some more offense. They got a couple centers too with Mo Mo Wagner and Gogo Batazzi that have played decently well for them. They're going to have to pay some of these guys. It's one that wouldn't make a lot of sense. You go, why did the Magic give him? I don't know. Maybe they get Hardy in the deal too and get another guard that they want to try and figure out. Interesting. So Wendell Carter, he would fit with the Mavericks really well. That would be great. He could play with Derek Lively, I think. Couple minutes here and there. We wouldn't play him a lot. Couple other center center names. Jonas Valanciunas. He's making fifteen million. This would one where you, this is the same as the Stephen Adams trade to the Rockets. You go, why did the Rockets get Stephen Adams? Well, they just wanted a really good backup. Why would the Pelicans get rid of him? I don't have the answer to that question. Maybe the maybe they decide something else. He's only making fifteen million 
this year and he's an expiring contract. So maybe they just want to get something for him. They think they're, that he, they think he's going to leave and he's going to, they're going to lose him for nothing. That one makes a lot more sense. Just asset wise. Here's an interesting one. The Mavs were connected to this name back in the off season. They wanted to sign him. They wanted to sign him outright and they had an offer out for him. Nas Reed of the Timberwolves. He's making about 13 million this year, then 14 and then a $15 million player option. So not a ton. And then they also have Kyle Anderson making 9.2. The Timberwolves have to add some extra scoring somehow. They want to add another guard. They just added Monte Morris as like another guard. What if they want Tim Hardaway Jr.? Just another, just a guy that could just all of a sudden win us a quarter, win us a game in a playoffs when, when our other guys just don't have it. You do Nas Reed and Kyle Anderson for Tim and Seth Curry in a pick, couple, the, the two seconds or the first. Because then all of a sudden, Nas Reed is a real interesting piece for you. You could start Nas Reed. You could definitely start Nas Reed next to uh, Derek Lively against a lot of matchups, maybe not all of them. And then Kyle Anderson, he's, been, he's not been great this year. His shooting has been pretty bad. And so maybe they want to get off that deal. They're going to lose him for nothing. He's making $9 million. That's an interesting one. It's, it, again, I'm, I'm throwing the ones out that are like, came out of nowhere. Kelly Olenek would not come out of nowhere because it is reported and rumored. Tony Jones, I think of the athletic reported that, that he probably will get traded by the Utah jazz. The Mavs have been connected with him before Derek Jones, Jr. And him were supposed to be Mavericks. That was the whole trade that we thought was Goran Dragic that ended up being actually it was Kelly Olenek and Derek Jones, Jr. From the heat to the Mavericks. And so maybe they finally get him. You know, you could do Rashawn Holmes for Kelly Olenek and you know, the two seconds or, or one second or whatever. That works really well. So that's another center name. Mason Plumlee is the last center name I have. I've, I've said this for a couple weeks now. Daniel Tice has taken that backup center spot, and he's kind of moved out of the way. He was actually pretty gracious about stepping out of the way, and if the Mavs want to add more size, Mason Plumlee is a good one. Pretty good vet the Mavs could add. I got two more guard names I forgot earlier, too. Markel Fultz. I've thought about the Fultz for Tim Hardaway Jr. That money just works straight up. Maybe they want to add more ball handling instead of you know what Tim Hardaway Jr. brings. The Magic want to add more... I feel like the, the Magic would have to add to that deal. So maybe the Mavs get a, like a couple seconds in that, in that deal, get some more assets, and then they take those four seconds and turn them into a better player somewhere else. And that's how you take the step forward. It's like one of those where it's an asset management thing. And then maybe Markel Fultz ends up being a really good like other guard. When, when, he's, when he's not hurt, Dante Exum hopefully will be healthy. When Exum's injured, maybe Markel Fultz will be healthy. The last one is Chris Dunn. The Mavs tried to get Matisse Thibel in the offseason. They didn't get him. And maybe they tried with Chris Dunn now. He's been playing really well. He's been playing really good defense for the uh, for the Utah Jazz, too. The Jazz seem to be sellers. Um, yeah, he's played, a, he's played about 20 minutes a game for them. And he doesn't really give you a whole lot else. He's actually been shooting the three ball really well. Last two years, like 40%. But he's only taken one and a half a game. So he's not going to add a whole lot on offense. But if you need to get a stop every once in a while, the Mavs just run into these stretches where they just can't get a stop no matter what. They throw out anybody, and they just can't. Throw out a Chris, throw Chris Dunn out there, and then let him let him help stop the bleeding, basically. And I feel like that would make sense. Uh, you can probably get him for a couple of seconds. Again, this is this is if the Jazz are just trading off a bunch of pieces and selling off a bunch of pieces and decide they don't really know. He's only making two and a half million this year. He, he's an unrestricted free agent in the summer, so maybe they think they're going to lose him for nothing again. It's another one of those. Let me know which of those names is most interesting to you. Let me know if there's anything. In the like, make your prediction. Who do you think the Mavs get in the trade deadline, guys? Thanks for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.